Welcome to the Moms on the Level podcast, brought to you by Next Level Moms, real, authentic, honest conversations about being a mom and more. And here's your host, Faye Morgan. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome our first time on our podcast, my new friend, author and speaker, Lauren Nelson. I am so happy to have you here, Lauren. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm so glad that you invited me on. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I just adored you. The conversation we had stayed with me. You're, you're, you're a dear. So let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, so Lauren is a mother of two and a wife of a pastor. She has a religion degree from Pacific Lutheran University and 20-plus years of ministry experience with children, teens, and adults. Lauren is passionate about sharing the stories of the courageous sheroes of the Bible, and she seeks to inspire young and old with the faith that overcame their fears. And she currently resides in Boise, Idaho. What is the weather like there? Because it's so hot here, Lauren. Is it? You're in Florida, right? South Florida, yeah. And there's a difference because you can live in like outside of South Florida, and it could be about 10 degrees cooler, but right here where we live in South Florida and the Southeast coast, it's always hot. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, we're definitely moving into summer. Thank goodness here, but it's like seventies, seventies and eighties. I think it's going to go up to 90 in the next week, but we, I tell people that I feel like we have two seasons here in Boise, Idaho. We have winter and we have summer, six months of winter and six months of summer. But I am from Tacoma, Washington, where we had rain, rain, rain for 10 months out of the year. So I'm quite happy. Well, I'm (laughs) jealous of the seven degree weather. So let's just move into our things. I don't want to camp on my jealousy. So Lauren, (laughs) tell us, because the title of this episode is Sheroes of the Bible. Tell us what is a Shiro? Okay, well, first of all, a shero, just simply put, is a woman hero, right? The she and the row, shero, she is a woman hero. So I feel like God really gave me this acronym for the word shero as well. So every letter of that word stands for something. So the S in shero stands for satisfied only in God. So it says sheroes want more than anything else in this world. They hunger and thirst for more of God. And just like we hunger and thirst for food and water. So I love that. They're satisfied only in God. They have a heart. That's the H to do what he asks. They find joy in doing what God asked them to do. And they love to tell everyone what he has done for them. And then E in Shiro is ears to hear him speak. Shiro's listen to what God says in all situations. And then the R is rescuer. Shiro's believe that God is their rescuer. And they do not let fear stop them from helping others, helping rescue others. And then the O in Shiro is obedience. Shiro's let go of what they want so they can do what God says is best. They are brave and courageous as they trust God. So that's kind of the acronym that came out of this, um, this children's book that God had me write called Shiro's of the Bible. Well, I love that. And like, um, we were talking earlier, um, when you and I were off, um, just kind of getting ready for this, that this is so applicable for all of us, right? And in that first one, when you say satisfied only in God, right? <sighs> that is easy to say, but not always easy to do, whether you are 10, 30, 50, I mean, 
probably as you get older, because of the experiences you've had with the Lord, you learn to be more satisfied in him. But just this culture that we live in, it is hard to just be satisfied in God, right? So um, tell us a little bit, like maybe that, like where you experienced something like that, like just being just satisfied in the Lord. Oh my goodness. In every, so many situations. I mean, I've been placed in situations where, um, you know, I have to be satisfied in him such as, gosh, I mean, there's so many to think of. I mean, we just moved from Washington to Idaho and um, that was a year ago. And that was the scariest, hardest time because we'd never, we hadn't, I hadn't moved in 20 years since I went to college there. So learning Mm -hmm. how to be satisfied in God, when I don't know anybody here, Um, making, you know, don't have those friends, but learning how to make friends, but saying, okay, God, you're my everything. You're my all. So there's so many situations that I like. I love that. And I love that you said that because relocation is a really big deal, right? Um, To relocate is huge. And I love how you said that Jesus um, he's our rescuer, you know, and I, I love that component of it. And, and that other one that stood out to me is obedience, right? It is so, it's so hard sometimes to obey him, yes. but we know that it's um, critical, you know, um, to do that in our relationship with him and for our own walk with him, you know? Um, so tell us why you wrote this book, Lauren. Oh my goodness. I wrote this book. First of all, never thought that I would be an author. Never thought in a million years that I would be, but, um, crazy story is that when I, it was probably a year before I wrote this book, um, I was in the middle of just a lot of anxiety and just a lot of stuff that God was doing. He was bringing up a lot of, of things from my childhood that I needed to work through. Right. And I had two young kids. I was exhausted. And one night my husband said, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord. Um, if there's anything that he wants to speak to our hearts, and, um, for me, and so I, I said, okay, reluctantly, you know, I just was really disheartened. Um, and my husband, you know, we closed our eyes and he lifted his head and he said, Lauren, I hear God call- that God's calling you an author. He, and I said, oh my gosh, like, that's not even, you must have the wrong sister. My <laughs> twin sister is the one who's incredible writer. She's great. Never thought of doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, it honestly overwhelmed me, but I thought I'm going to give this to Jesus. I'm going to give this to him. I'm going to put it on the kind of that spiritual shelf and say, okay, God, when you're ready to take this down, you'll do it. But my husband said, let's just declare that God can do it. He can do the impossible. So that's what we did. We declared it in that moment. A year later, I'm driving in the car with my daughter. We're actually, and my son, and we're on our way to church. She was seven years old at the time. And she said, mom, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, of course you all, you know, she always asked me questions. She was a major question asker. And, um, and she said, why does God think boys are more important than girls? Oh, wow. And I was 100% shocked because she, she made it sound like it was a fact. And I said, why would you say that? He does not think that. Why would you say that? She said, well, mom, it seems like God thinks that boys are more important because all we learn about in church are boys. Oh dear. And oh dear. Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I said, well, what about Esther and Ruth? And I started to name off Mary, you know, Mary Magdalene named off these different women. She said, yeah, I mean, I've heard of them, but we don't talk about them as much as we talk about the men and the boys. And I, I just, it really struck me. And I, and I thought, okay, I want to buy her a book 
about the women of the Bible, because obviously I'm not doing my job. The church isn't sharing about it. You know, I want to tell her. So um, I, I tried to search on Google and find a book. And, and again, this was seven or eight years ago. And um, and at the time, there was only two books on Google, um, on Amazon that I could find and that about women of the Bible. And they were very, they were fine. They weren't wrong, but they talked about the women as, you know, princesses. I mean, that is kind of wrong. It's not accurate, but whatever, it's fine. Talked about them as princesses and more quiet and timid. And, um, and, and side note, they were all Caucasian. And for me, and this was before, you know, things got talking about that all the time. I just thought, I want to see every child wants to be represented. I, that's so important. And, um, I want, you know, you know, people, all kids all over the world to be able to see themselves in these stories and in America and everything. And so, um, and so I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to start to teach my daughter about these amazing women heroes that I loved in the Bible. My favorites were Deborah and JL. That was my favorite story at the time. Um, so I, so I just thought, well, I'll just read it from the Bible and remind myself and then write it down in kind of a fun way that she might relate to and enjoy. I did it and she loved it. She Mm -hmm. ate it up. And I thought, you know what? I bet there's other kids out there that need to know about these heroic women and that God values these women the same as he values the boys. The one is not greater than the other. And there are so many women in the Bible. So there, I have, and in the book, there ended up being 20 stories, wow. 20, 20 mm-hmm. stories of 26 women from both the old and the new Testament. And there's a ton more women in the Bible than just that, that were wonderful and beautiful. But these were the ones that I felt like were especially heroic. And I wanted to really hit that. And, and one of the other things that I feel like the Lord was making clear to me as I began to read these women's stories is that they all dealt with the same thing. They all dealt with fear mm. and fear looks different in every single one of their lives. Right. You know, we got Hannah, who's afraid I'm never going to have a child, or we've got Deborah who's terrified on the battlefield or Esther, who is about to risk her life to go in to save her people, to go speak with the King. So there's so many stories and they all dealt with fear. And that's something that I had dealt with my entire life and gotten a lot of freedom from was fear and and trusting in Jesus and believing and learning that he's bigger. He's bigger than any fear we're ever going to face. And each of those women discovered that. So I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. God has put this in my heart. I better do something about it. And side note, one of the things that we were learning about in church at the time was this word kairos. Um, and, and basically what that is, is like a God divine moment, a God divine intervention. And so we were learning about this thing called Kairos moments and that when God does intervene in our day and speaks to our heart, that we have to ask ourselves a question, two questions. What is God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it? So I needed, I knew that I needed to actually not just be like, wow, God, I see something here. I see a need. I knew I had to actually answer that need and do something about it. So that was very challenging to me. <laughs> wow. That is so out of the mouth of babes, right? I mean, that's yes. what I think of, like how she, the Lord used her to inspire you yes. to do that. And I love the way you just said that they all like overcame their fears, right? Because you're right. Like we all, there's what 
And it doesn't have to be that you're a fearful person or that you're an anxious person or anything. There's no way that you can live on planet Earth and not have some sort of cause for pause or or some sort of like, oh, well, what's going to happen or or why did that happen? And and so I love that 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 um, God is so amazing and how the Bible is written to speak to us in, you know, 2023, um, absolutely the lives of these women. And I want to talk about that. I love the layout also. I mean, I love the book. I have it right here and I love the, um, the whole, um, it's short. It has an impact. It's got a lot of content and then a couple of pages. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The doorbell just rang. Are we able to pause it? Okay. Oh my goodness. So life happens right. And right in the middle, um, sweet Lauren had to go, um, get the doorbell. So, um, if Sorry there's hiccup that, in there, just, <laughs> Hey, we're moms. If we cannot relate to hiccups multiple times a day, then we, we just gotta, gotta give it up here on, that's right. on the level. Cause, and, and that's our thing, right? We're moms on the level. We're lovingly with you. So Lauren, you. a delivery pickup, everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anywho, so, um, we're talking about, I love the layout story, um, the, how you do the story, and then you have the Devo section with the questions. So yes. I think that that's so good. Talk to us about that. And I think that you're coming out with something else, or you came out with something to so talk to us about that. Okay, absolutely. So the devotion questions, I think are so important, because a child can read the story, or even adults, we can read a story and go, wow, that was really cool, and then move on to the next story. But these, there's three to four devotion questions at Mm -hmm. the end of every story. And so it really helps the, whoever's reading it, whether it's adults or kids, um, it helps them really be able to process it and then take action. So for example, um, after the first story is called, um, is called Shifra and Pua, they are in the book of Exodus. Um, They're amazing. But, you know, for example, there's uh, one of the questions says, take a moment to talk to God about your fears and ask him to give you courage to trust that God is bigger than anything you're afraid of. Um, Or, you know, Shifra and and Pua feared Pharaoh and his army, but they trusted God despite their fears. What are some things you're afraid of? So that question was actually first and then take a moment to talk to God about the things you're afraid of. And then God often gives us friends or family to help us face our fears. Shifra and Pua face their fears together. Who's someone you can face your fears with? So there, these are questions that help us to be able to go, okay, I want to apply this. I want to soak it in and apply it. So I love that. And yeah, I did just come out with some curriculum, which is for churches and for homeschool families. Um, it's right now currently up on, on Amazon, it's the Shiro's of the Old Testament. So I have, I'll have two separate ones, one for the Old Testament and one for the New Testament. And the New Testament's being created right now and should be up in the next week or so. So by the time this airs, both of them will probably be up there. But, but the wonderful thing about it is there's extra discussion questions, you know, small group questions to facilitate. There's coloring pages and word search puzzles, but also um craft ideas and service project ideas for you to be able to do whatever it is that the heart of that one particular Shiro, uh, you know, delved into, you know, whether it's service or it's 
I can't remember all the different ones. So Tabitha, who loved to make clothing for people, you know, so I think it, I can't remember exactly, but one of the service projects was probably, you know, how can you give of clothes or something like that, but something that just relates to that Shiro that makes it practical. Okay. So I love how the Lord took this book and it brought it to another level for you, right? He brought it that's to right. um, the next level for you. And um, so that's a good segue into, um, well, before we go into our segue, tell us, since you're talking about this curriculum and the book, what is your recommendation for the target age range for Shiro's of the Bible? Elementary school is okay. that target age. So kindergarten through about fifth, sixth grade can as well. Um, I've, I've even had junior highs come and talk to me about doing it in um, like small groups and talking about it together for their junior hires, but it's really geared towards kindergarten through fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's a super nice laid out book. I totally love it. So let me ask you, um, this is a question that we ask everyone, Lauren, that comes into our podcast and um, tell us what has God done lately to bring you to the next level? I feel like the Lord is constantly upping the ante, right? I mean, he's bringing me to the next level constantly, which means a lot of uncomfortableness mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's always out of my comfort zone. It's always out of what I feel like Lauren can do in and of myself, you know? Um, and so one of the things was the curriculum. That was definitely one thing that the Lord did, uh, because it is taking it to the next level, like you mentioned, but also, um, I did write a book in this last year, um, about my own story. And my story of coming out of abuse, some pretty horrible abuse um, as a child from extended family members and what they had done to to myself. And and so um, I ended up writing a book about that called A Garden in the Ashes. And it's uh, the subtitle is Rebuilding Your Heart and Your World After Trauma. And so it's meant to be not just about me for the sake of telling people about me, but really to say I think most of us have gone through some sort of trauma in our life, particularly, um, you know, sexual abuse of some kind, that's kind of a big one. And so when we can learn how to address that and recognize that there's, we're not stuck in that, there's some strongholds that can, that sometimes can be developed in our lives. And the Bible talks about strongholds, but it's just ways that the enemy fortifies in our life through pain and hurt or choices of sin that we do. And so it builds and how can we demolish those? How can we tear them down and begin to walk in the freedom of Christ? And so that's what that book's about. It'll be up on Amazon in the next, it should be up in the next couple of weeks. And that also has discussion or devotional questions to say, how can I apply what I just learned to my life? And different, and it has like prayer guides and how to pray through stuff. And it's, yeah. I think it's really going to be helpful. Well, that's awesome. And I'm sure we're going to have you back when that comes out. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that book and I'm super excited about that. So um, to wrap it up today, Lauren, do you have any last words for us? Anything you just want to kind of put out there? Cause I, I'm going to have a little announcement to make. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Um, I think the only thing I have to say is, um, you know, one of my, the tagline that I feel like God has given me for my ministry is let God's love 
be greater than your fear. Mm. And um, one of the ways that I like to illustrate this is, is I had a friend who was coming out of some really hard stuff. She'd gone through hard things and she got um, addicted to uh, painkillers. And so she had to go through an addiction program to get out of that, to, to break off some of that addiction. And during one of her counseling sessions, her counselor said to her, okay, what is on the other side of fear? Because fear seems really big. It's this big bully, right? What's on the other side of fear? And she said, I have no idea. And he said, everything you've ever wanted. So everything your heart desires, everything you've ever wanted is right there on the other side of that big old bully fear. And he's just, he's just tries to make himself look so big, but God can shrink him down and make him so small so that you can see everything so clearly on what God has for you to level up, right. To go to that next level and um, in your faith and in your ministry, in your mothering, in your being a wife, um, you know, we all have these dreams and these hopes that God's placed in our hearts. And a lot of times fear is the only thing that stops us from getting there. And God doesn't want anything to stop us from getting to those, those God dreams. I love that. Oh my goodness. That, oh, I love that. Say that your tagline again, let God's love be greater than your fears. I love that. And I love that about how the therapist said what's on the other side of that everything you've ever wanted. Oh my gosh, that's going to stick with me. I love, I love love that. And me too. (laughs) And so something else I love, and we love here at um, Next Level Moms and our podcast, we do it through our podcast too, is we love giveaways. And so we think summertime is a great time to pick up this book for your daughter, your niece, your neighbor's daughter, for whomever, whatever um, elementary age kid is in your life. So because we think it's such a good idea, we're going to give away three books. Um, for Wonderful. Our yes. And we're going to be giving away three copies of Shiro's of the Bible. And all you have to do to enter the contest is email us at info at nextlevelmoms.org. Or you can just go to our website and find our contacts us through there also and say, please enter me in the Shiro's of the Bible giveaway. And we will announce Um, the giveaway on our social media. So make sure that you follow us on social media and Instagram. And if you don't, we'll email you um, also. And as we're talking about social media, uh, make sure that you follow Lauren on Instagram and Facebook. You can find her. It's Lauren Nelson, right? Or the the Lauren L. Nelson. Yes. The Lauren L. Nelson. And also, um, if you don't want to wait for the giveaway and you want to grab the book, um, I think you can get it. I know I got mine on Amazon, but you can also get it on Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else that you recommend? Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And Walmart, Target. It's oh. all online. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. So, oh my goodness. It's been such a pleasure to have you with us, Lauren. And I look forward to the next time that we visit together. Um, but for now, um, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show and thanks to our listeners. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you to our sponsors, the Social Mind Center and Basenji Adventures. Check out Social Mind Center on their website, socialmindcenter.com, and the Basenji Adventures YouTube channel for lots of cute dog videos. Join us next time as we spend time together to connect, equip, and inspire each other.